This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Father, we come before you humbled, um, soft, gentle, helpless, tender, open, and... Um, We know that even when it feels like you're not doing a great work in us, that you are. That there, even when it feels like there's a pit in our stomach, even when it feels like we have back pain, even when it feels like there's something kind of weird, like itching our butt, like maybe like slight chafage, that's actually the spirit working within us, Father. And so we lift those things up to you. We know that anything that suggests that you are not in control is an attack of the enemy. And we give those things to you, Father. And we know that today, as we stand before you, we offer our lives and we know that our life be like all these different things. Our life be like stress. Our life be like kids. Our life be like family. Our life be like our jobs. Our life be like our idols. And we give those things up to you, Father. And so I wanna pray this over the conversation today, over the podcast, Father. Father, male, boy, God only male, only masculine. And I'm going to open it up to the rest of the group. Caroline, maybe you can, you can open us and uh, I'll close. If anyone else feels led to pray, they can jump on in whenever they want. But we pray for our life to be like you today, Father. Father God, um, so many people in the culture right now are looking for learning. They're looking for leaders. They're looking for teachers. And Lord, they're turning to masterclass. And that's just worldly in a a shame because we as Christians, we serve both the master and the the king of class. Lord, you are putting on the Ritz. You are (laughs) sort of the elegant, sort of the top of the town, cream of the crop. And so when you break down master class, it really points back to you, God. So we pray that people will be searching to you for uh, learning and for teaching. And also we pray for uh, financial abundance for Kevin Mm, and I, and that master class would be soon reaching out to us so that we can share the good news about sort of whatever topic they would pay us for. For example, how to tank an OnlyFans account after just a few short months. Okay, okay. (laughs) Maybe um, how to tank a merch store, you know, after a couple years. Things like that that we are experts on, Lord. So uh, we pray for that, that gift, that blessing. You know, Father, we pray for abundance and faith with OnlyFans.com slash Kevin T. Porter, which which is up to a dozen fans for (laughs) real. Like wow. we, we're at 12 now and we are building a community there. It is a movement. <laughs> it is not about me. It is about the larger, greater good and the collective. 
all gathered around me, but that just so happens to be me, um, Father. So I wanna I wanna gently push back in prayer against what Caroline might have said about tanking an OnlyFans account, Father. I don't feel like that's accurate. Uh, sweet Lord, my sweet Jesus Christ, uh, you know how well I'm doing on there, and that's all that matters, God. And I don't need to be insecure about that. If anyone else well, right now feels disciples. feels led to pray, feels led to to enter into the Holy Spirit's presence right now, we we welcome that. Hey, Father, how's it going? <laughs> so it's Hannah. How are you? Real long time no speak, first time caller. Um, I um, I thank you for reminding me um, via email that I've never used my Audible account. And I'm really excited to be using my tokens. And Amen. thanks, Father, for just sort of like helping me um, be proud of my tallness and celebrating mm. my tallness. And thanks for um, helping me find my short king. Shout out to Greg, uh, Zendaya, Greg. and Tom Holland can do it. And so can me and Greg. So thanks again, Father. Yes, Father. Thank God. We know that all God's creatures are made great and small short and tall. We know that Tall Girl should be on Netflix, should be... Uh, tall you know, Girl 2 coming soon. Tall Girl Thank 2 God. coming soon. And that should be in the Hall of Saints, Father. That should be a part of the canon for what they <laughs> yeah. give to the culture and the example that they set for young, freaking towering women out there who are just like the Empire State Building over their peers. Lord, right. We, and Father, I just like to think that you made me this tall so that I'm just a little closer to saying hey. <laughs> yes, God. And we do know the taller you are, the better you hear the prayers. It is a proximity. The taller thing. the women, the closer to God. Yes, Father. That's right. And That's for right. all these beautiful things we pray in your name. Amen. 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 And the tea is like yuck. Hard. Consider the source. Hey. God, consider the source. It's me. I'm a fan of my mom. It's me, the source. You're a wizard, Mickey. I'm a what? A wizard. I'm a what? A wizard. I'm a what? A wizard. Welcome to GCF. Good Christian fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're to have good Christian fun. And Christianity is not about witchcraft. Uh, what you heard before, Mickey and Goofy doing a sort of role play, also not of the Christian faith, uh, for doing uh, uh, the Harry Potter films. The Harry Potter films, uh, if, if you watch the uh, reunion special on HBO Max that's out there right now, uh, have just existed. There's no author. No one's responsible for them. The books, they were just kind of like part of public domain forever. And isn't it great that we have those and that there's not a, a really weird, nasty, mean lady behind them? <laughs> Harry Potter is our collective legacy at this point. You know, we don't really know who wrote it and we don't need to know. It's like a, it's an ancient scripture. It's kind of like Shakespeare where there's all these sort of different theories going around like, was Shakespeare a guy? Was it a, a, a collection of people? Who can say? Who can Who say? Who can say? We don't know. Yeah. Uh, but we do know, Father, that you are the author and perfecter of this podcast, Good Christian Fun, the podcast in which we talk about Christian pop culture, the movies and the music and the entertainment made for and made by 
Christians, but we're not here to make fun of you. And we're not here to make you go to church either. We're just here to have some good Christian fun. It's all good. It's going to be okay. Sometimes we talk about the media made for Christians that then gets put in media made not for Christians. Maybe perhaps in the case of what we're talking about today. A song oh, yes. that was created in a, uh, a a sort of Christian bubble and vacuum in 2002, 20 years ago. Uh, a song called Ooh Ah, parentheses, My Life Be Like by Grits. And perhaps it was used in some media uh, for the secular world that we'll be talking about later today. Putting the cross and crossover, as we say. Oh, goodness gracious. Don't we know it? Oh, man. Caroline, are you on that Wordle? Are you doing the Wordle shit? No, I'm not on it. I'm really annoyed by how many tweets I'm seeing about it. I wish it would stop. Well, I will say... My my because everyone has their different strategies, and of course, most people or a good my word will be like my word will be like ooh, ah, ooh. <laughs> no, but I do I do start every wordle every day with Jesus J E S U S. It's a five letter. It's always word. the answer. Now it is a proper noun, so it does reject it every time, and I can't use it to play. But I think it's a nice gesture, and I think it's the thought that counts in that sense. So agree. And someday that'll be right. Are you actually playing Wordle, Kevin? Yeah, I, I'm into it. I really like it. Wow. You showed great restraint. With what? Uh, not posting about it online. Again, mm. it seems to be required. Well, again, I'm kind of adopting a more monastic lifestyle as far as posting <laughs> oh, goes. That's right. Kevin's unplugged right now. <laughs> just slightly with my phone still glued in my hand, but just, you know. People are worried, though. People are checking on him. They're wondering, is he dead? Is he alive? Is I, he good? Wait, can I say for real? Like, no bit. I did get a um, DM on Instagram saying like, hey, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure was like out of kind concern. Genuine concern. Yes, of course. So I'm not making fun of the person, but so they're funny. like, where'd you go? Is Dexter okay? Because that's the thing. Yes, if I if if something had happened to Dexter, my, my life would be like sad. It would be not good. It would good. be sad. Yeah, yeah. My life be Kevin's like song- boo <laughs> Kevin's is, my life be like online. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is my life. Um, yeah. Speaking of online, we, we got who a great guest today. What's that? I said, who am I to be casting stones, though? Yeah. I be online, too. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll, we can talk about your screen time and your relationship with your phone later, Caroline. Well, we don't have to talk about that. You know, <laughs> I know that you specifically enjoy talking about that with me. <laughs> it's something that in the past... It's super fun to sort of compare notes with you on that. I love that process. <laughs> like, for example, the fact that I just got a new phone, one with the smaller screen, with the philosophy of, like, maybe if the screen's smaller, I'll be on it for less oh, amounts I did the same thing. Wait, did you actually... <laughs> Yeah, well, I I went from, I mean, huge news. I went from a plus to a normal sized, and uh, I don't think I don't think there's been any difference. <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, maybe it's too but soon that was to the tell. Intention. It's too soon to tell. I would love to know what uh, our guest relationship is with their phone, but I got to introduce yeah. her first, so I'm gonna freaking do it right now. It's a coast to coast show today, friends and folks. You may know her as Vultures. 2021 comedians you should know she's an actress you can see her on search party and would i lie on the cw give it the hell up for hannah Pelkin. Ah. what's up hello hi 
Welcome, Hannah. There she is. Welcome oh home, God, honey. You're home. That intro song. You're home. <laughs> oh, finally. I'll you're, like my own Disney movie for a second. You're not a, well. I will say you're not a friend of the show yet because you haven't been on, right? Like, I, and that's what I you call. I haven't been on the show. No, you have not been on the show. But I would count you a friend of a friend of the show because you just have so many, so so much of our guest pool is just like our common mutual. Like you know, Alyssa Sabo. <laughs> I'm one degree. If it was the Kevin Bacon bracket, yes, I'm one degree <laughs> from all the guests. Sure. Yeah. So it was only it's a matter so of time and inevitability. Now, listen, True. Caroline and I have a certain kind of relationship with our phones of varying sizes and degrees. It's yeah. always changing, ever fluid. As someone who has to do a lot of front-facing content on the internet. Has to is a stretch. Has to. There is <laughs> a to. mandate. Gun to her head every day. <laughs> There's a quota. I mean, listen, we can peel yeah. the curtain back. Yeah. In LA yeah. New York, for a certain kind of comedian, there's a quota. And you got to yeah. keep filling yeah. that freaking bucket. So what's your philosophy with phone stuff? What kind of size do you want? Do you want to look at it? Do you want to be on it all day? Do you want to get the hell off of it after you create your content? I want to be off of it, but everything I need is on it. I mean, mm. you know, even even when I'm trying to unplug, so to speak, at, like when I go to bed, I listen to a 10-hour subliminal hypnosis that are rain sounds that say things like, you can't hear it, but it says things like, you're doing great. Wow. Is that true? You really yeah. listen to that? Yeah. And oh. that's so, even even when I'm trying to unplug, my my means to do so is via the <laughs> phone that oh plays for 10 hours. Machine. So I'm like, it feels like it cancels it out with the, you know, it's like still the blue light and the data in the air. But there's calming sounds coming from the phone. So I don't know. And I never have enough storage. I think hmm. that's. Oh, uh, yes. We're always And then I'm storage. always deleting things, which is annoying. <laughs> deleting apps. Deleting apps, re reinstalling apps. said apps. Yeah. Installing yep. a huge game. Well, you guys mm -hmm. don't do just like cloud stuff where you can just pay a little bit and all goes. Oh, you just don't do cloud stuff? <laughs> I think yeah, I we've heard of the cloud, Kevin. There. <laughs> yeah, okay. As if this is groundbreaking to us. I'm okay, Gabun. I'm just trying to I'm trying to work with you both and not trying to impose or project anything, but meet you where you're at. It's it's okay. I know at 29 years old, I still don't understand the cloud. And I still don't believe that if I delete something, isn't it deleted from the cloud then? Uh yes, but it, it can live, it can just be on your phone. And when you look at it, you're looking at like a download, essentially. So it's like, oh, I want to look at this picture. Oh, okay, let me get it for you. And it goes and gets it from the cloud. So it's not actually taking up space on your phone mm. is how I understand it to be. So that Okay, well, I'm going to come on over, Kevin, and you can <laughs> uninstall <laughs> 60,000 videos. I would I love to. I literally have like 20,000 videos on my damn phone. It's the um, videos. Yeah, they get you. It's the videos that get you. Yeah. Mm, it's like that old country song said. It's the videos that get you. <laughs> that get, get you. Now, there's two things I'd like screen time to do. One is to accommodate folks like Hannah and I. It, like, for example, Google Maps or your sleep machine, that should not count towards my screen time. Agreed. That is distorting the numbers and it's not giving me helpful data. You know, it's like, well, okay. I was driving for a while, so what am I going to do about that? Mm -hmm. Number two, and this would be helpful for Kevin and I, is if you get a smaller screen, I think that should decrease the screen time percentage by whatever, you know, scale the screen went down. So, so a, let's say a, you had a, a minute shouldn't be a minute <laughs> right. anymore? So if you're looking at something on an iPad, that's a lot of screen time. And One then minute is on a smaller minutes. phone. <laughs> 
if we're bargaining to this degree, I think there's a problem. <laughs> no, it's problem. their problem. It's their problem. <laughs> it's the data. It's not me. Yeah. No, but my you. behavior is perfect. I actually think it should be the opposite, Caroline, because <laughs> I think the smaller the screen is that you're glued to, the stupider you look. Like if you're watching TV with all <laughs> right. your friends, it's like, yeah, we're all Fine. gathered around this like 60 inch screen or like at the movies. And then when you're on your laptop, it's like, oh, I've been on for a few hours, but you know, I, I could be working or something. And then you, it's your that. iPad. And it's like, okay, well, this is borderline now, whether this is actually helpful. And then. Right. Your phone is one thing, and then like a watch or whatever, like wearable hmm. tech is is maybe. But do you think a watch should be, you know, count as the same amount of screen time as a phone? Obviously not. <laughs> you know what? Dead to rights. You got me. <laughs> Depends how much voice to text you're doing into your watch. I also don't understand why anyone gets the smaller screen when they have to go on American Airlines, uh, insert airline here, because they gift you, they say it's a gift, that oh. you can watch unlimited movies on your Thank tiny you so screen. much. I'm like, oh, great. I can crane I can my neck drain and my, my eyes for six hours. Yeah, with no <laughs> USB to charge my phone. Yeah, should I have six hours of just mindfulness and maybe rest? Yeah, but am I going to? No. no. Certainly <sighs> not. Airlines, which historically for me have been my favorite place to watch a sexually explicit TV show I've not watched before. Yes. Uh, without quite knowing <laughs> the content of it. How so bad it's going to be. So, Hannah, yeah. actually, the last time I was in New York and, and I saw you back in September, uh, I, I did say to myself, hmm, I've been mean to check out, actually, per Caroline's recommendation, industry on HBO. This will be a great time. Let me download yes. a bunch of industry oh. on my iPad. <laughs> Oops. And then cut to just everyone's like... Doing coke off each other's buttholes and jacking off. Yeah, they're horny and, and, sex and they're and they're on drugs. This show's crazy. And they yeah. and everyone on the plane's like, this man knows what he's watching. And he yep. did this on purpose. <laughs> yep. You're always next to like the eleven year old that's flying for the first time that oh has God. like a pilot escort them <laughs> off the plane and you're like, over your eyes. Yeah. Not ideal. Uh, yeah. But you know, uh, as you were saying before, Hannah, in, in your glorious prayer, like, you know, I do feel the closest to God in the skies and in the airways yeah. when I'm like closest to him. As I can see the clouds, which is, you know, a little cotton from God's little Q-tips that he puts in his ears. Uh, <laughs> you know, cute. famously, that's what uh, mm -hmm. sci Christian scientists have believed that to be. So I would love, mm. we would love to know your history with faith, religion, things of that nature. The big man upstairs. Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. So, uh, grew up in New York. I never talk. I go, <laughs> I just give you my whole biography. Don't even bring up religion <laughs> once. Grew up in New York, 68th and Central Park West. Ever heard of it? <laughs> Upper West. Rent was booming. Um, no, I grew up in New York and I bring that up because I'll later introduce, I am converting religions right now. I'm converting to Judaism Ooh, actually. Nice. Um, but I grew up thinking I was Jewish. Um, oh. <laughs> I grew up acro across the street from Stephen Wise Synagogue and Temple, and it was both proximity-wise really close to our apartment, and we were chronically late people, so the closer the better for school. And it was an adorable preschool, so I went to Stephen Wise Preschool. I was the only non-Jew in my class. Oh, my God. <laughs> At one point, my parents got called in for a conference, and they said— Hannah's having a bit of a hard time making friends because she's not Jewish and so she can't really assimilate when it comes to holidays. And 
And my mom's like, she's not aware, so let's not tell her. She's oh. loving, she's having a great time. I had no idea that I was in any way so the outsider. Funny. Um, and and none of the other kids knew, no one else pointed it out to you. On I think I was so young, and I I mean, come on, I do front-facing comedy. I was probably so entertained by my <laughs> damn self. I was probably a, a seven-year-old narcissist. So, but anyway, but I my parents eventually had to break it to me. You're not, we're not Jewish. We just have a lot of Jewish family friends in our lives and, you know, all, all your friends from school. But full circle, here we are now. I wasn't really raised with any sort of religion other than going to sleepovers and being like an acolyte at my friend's Catholic mass the next, on a Sunday morning or going to my friend's bat mitzvah and, and, and helping her learn the Torah portion. But it was always just like by proximity to friends and now it's like, oh, I'm actually meeting with a rabbi every other week and, oh and doing gosh. Zoom lessons. Yeah. Yes. And this is a conversion uh, compelled by your your marriage and your impending. Yeah. I mean, like starting a family together mm-hmm. and, and, and admittedly, because of really no um, exposure to faith growing up, just like pure curiosity about it um, and wanting to, when we have kids, be able to offer my insight and opinion rather than just um, sending my kid to Hebrew school right, exactly. without knowing what the hell they're learning there. So it might just be a purely a control thing, but um, yeah, I'm learning. I'm, 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 we're doing the reform thing. And it's nice because my partner's taking the lessons with me so that I'm not just oh, in a nice. Zoom classroom yeah, on my own. But, um, but yeah, this is really the first time in my life I've even thought about religion. Now, what were your uh, what was your vision of what this was going to be like versus how it is now that you're actually doing it? How it started, oh how gosh. it's going, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I feel like it's. I feel like you guys are doing really good work. Um, I was a <laughs> little you. worried that I was like, "Am I bad?" I don't even know if I've ever been like, "Hey, God, what's up?" <laughs> um, but. That's not true. Definitely when I've wanted things, I've done that. And that's not great. Sure. Really? <laughs> yeah. Fine. Like, like, I pray now. Like, no. Um, but can you think of a time? Or, like, was it a work thing? Or Yes. I remember when I was a kid and I re- I was a child actor and I really wanted this part. And I'd be like… On hack? I, on on a hack with, with, when David Morse is a cab driver. No, yeah. on The Woodsman. Okay. Classic Christian film when Kevin Bacon's a pedophile. Uh, uh, you know, well, Christian really, now, given QAnon. Uh, so, true, yeah, there you go. Part of the um, worldview. But I think I prayed then. Uh, I, I would like sit on my pillow and I would, I would pray Aww. for this amazing opportunity. Um, yeah, but it was... My parents just, they were arguably kind of anti-religion, I think, just because they hadn't had a positive... They just their my my dad was at a Catholic uh, preschool with nuns and where they like pulled on his ear and it deafened him in one ear and oh god so it's like certainly everyone's Jeez. It's, I feel like everyone's whole experience is so dependent on what their exposure to it was right of course yeah, um, yeah and their family big time always plays into totally. what they got involved in what um, do you remember was that uh, that visit to the uh, uh, Catholic Church, where you're an acolyte, was that memorable at all? Was oh, that interesting to you? Percent. I oh, was really? <laughs> so fascinated. I mean, I felt I felt like I was this like investigative journalist who's ten, and she's I was Lady Gaga undercover for my house of Gucci. <laughs> Chuck and I'm like, what can I learn? Okay, oh I'm eating the wafer, and I was. It was almost like mm. oh, I have this secret. I'm not Catholic, you know, but I'm oh, here, yeah. and it feels so forbidden and so taboo and fun. Um, I loved. 
I loved going to my to uh, church or synagogue with my friends as the plus one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like so that that makes total sense to me as like a ten year old that also loved like playing pretend or whatever because it's like all this ritual. This oh really, yeah, like fancy setting, and you know and you you're have an to outsider. Dress up. You like, have to dress we up. We didn't do yeah. that. Yeah, we didn't even wake up before eleven. I was my family are sleepers. We like our mornings. Uh, we like our morning rest. And this was we're up. It just felt like such an adventure, which was funny because my friend was like, "Ugh, we have to go to mass this morning because she's you know she probably does it every weekend and it was right. two plus hours." Um, but I loved it. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. And yeah. none of that ever like put the fear of God in you, like, "Oh my gosh, I need to like start believing or I'm going to go to hell or any of that." No, yeah. I think I was too too detached from all of it to have any real guilt around anything. I think if anything, not the fear of God now, but just realizing at my age now, oh my gosh, this is the first time I'm even sort of figuring out what my relationship is to this. This has been a pretty interesting, illuminating year of asking myself those questions. Um, And like morality versus do I have to believe in a palpable, tangible God or can it be a a belief system? Can it be? So just kind of these abstracts that I've never really asked myself before. Yeah. yeah. And where are you landing on that stuff? Like, what do you think has been illuminated for you recently? I think for me, the way I like to, I feel like as far as my relationship to even Judaism is there are ways, there's principles, there's um, ethically ways that I would like to live my life, very community focused, service forward, uh, f- emphasis on like family and giving. And I, and I feel like I've really resonated with that, Mm -hmm. um, more like the fables and things like the book of Esther. And I don't know, just certain stories have stuck with me more so than one God. I I know that's monotheistic is the very cornerstone of Judaism, but I just mean it's easier for me to show up in the, in my actions. That makes me, that makes me feel connected to faith is kind of where I'm landing. Yeah. Like I understand the kind of person that. I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Less like, oh, I need to dive into the scripture or like have this right. really deep prayer life or whatever. It's more like, what are the tangible things I do with the people I know? And how does that yeah. play out? And when you know do I, I do? feel like, oh, if I'm not showing up, um, that makes me feel a little more disconnected from, mm-hmm. from the very reason that I would be converting. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. When, because we've had uh, some friends of ours be on the show before and talk about converting to Judaism. Actually, yeah, for for their partner. I'm thinking of Jackie Johnson, who did it for her husband, Yeah, ben. love Jackie. Yes. Yes. And We're going to have a Shabbat dinner at some point. Real, oh, that'd be so lovely. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Jackie, who I, I, I don't know if I've talked about on the show, but had one of my favorite baby reveals or pregnancy reveals I've ever been a part oh. of. Me too. <laughs> Which is, I. she just had a birthday party and then said, all right, everyone, we're going to go to the living room and me and Ben are going to sing some songs. Which is, like, not out of the ordinary because they would do, like, Instagram lives and he's a very talented musician. She's a great singer. And so they would just, right. like, you know, make music. But then they, she started singing Sweet Child of Mine from by Guns N' Roses. And we were like, what? And she's, like, kind of <laughs> crying. And then she whips out a sonogram. And everyone's like... It was perfect. Oh my gosh, you were there. I only saw that on Instagram, but I was I was in Santa's Village in Lake Arrowhead, weeping <laughs> into a hot toddy, just just uh, like ugly crying. I'm like, Jackie, pregnant. My fiance's like, who? What a scene! Oh my gosh, um, it was. I thought it was really fun. Oh, it was it. it was amazing. Um, yeah. but but similar to her converting to Judaism, I'm wondering if. You, <laughs> 
the dumbest question in the world. For you, <laughs> like, is Greg like, all right, here's the starter pack of what you need to know about, like, almost like when you introduce someone to, like, here's this band I'm into, or, like, here's this way of life, or here's what growing up in Texas was like. You need to know this and this and this. Right. Well, I feel like religion, Judaism specifically, is such a freaking spectrum. And what what is applicable to one person, even case in point, his own parents versus his relationship to Judaism are so vastly different. So it's like it it doesn't really like one size fits all. So I feel like he was like kind of here, even politically is where I stand with sort of this is what I feel about the world. But he's but another reason I wanted to convert was like, I don't want to just blindly say I agree. Yes, yes, this is what's Mm. right without even being able to contribute to the conversation. So, um, yeah, I, 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 when we first were dating, the per- first couple years, we'd go to Rosh Hashanah or Passover, and he would kind of off to the side be like, and this means da-da-da-da-da, and this symbolizes, you know, and now we eat horseradish. Um, horseradish. Horseradish. Um, I would but, love if he did just kind of mess with you and say, like, the Hebrew word for this is this. And yeah. it's like something foul, and you say it in front of It was of like a family. meet the parent. Yeah, yeah. he's like the 11-year-old <laughs> fucking with me. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but I do feel really lucky that his, his family... I think that's a big, another big reason I converted is they just, I really like loved that growing up on Fridays, they would just have Shabbat together and they did unplug. They would put their phones away. They would have their significant others over and hang with their family. And I'm like, that feels like a dying tradition. Uh, So I think what, what better reason to convert than like, hey, this is our religion. Okay. You're going to hang with your parents tonight. (laughs) Um, the rules are bigger than me, you know? Like, yeah. you're going to have to talk to God about this one. It's happening. Yeah, take it up with the man of players. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to only talk like that when I'm a Jewish person. Thank God I'm good. Sorry, dunk the gun. Um, but, yeah, I guess but, this yeah. is your culture now, so you it's can do and say whatever you want. <laughs> whatever <laughs> I want, anything works. goes. Um, yeah, but it's it's been really nice for him to be part of the lesson so that we can... Because sometimes, I hate to say it, I'm freaking bored. Like, I'm learning a new language. It's a lot of history. It's it's definitely ancient. Like, text is really hard for me, too. So I found, like, poets that I like, like Emmanuel Levinas and more modern, like, rabbis that I think have updated some things that so it feels a little more palatable for me. But sometimes I do get lost in it, and it's nice to be able to at least giggle and be like— Today. Yeah, you know, and not feel guilty about that because I don't yeah. have to be moved every lesson. Some, you know, someone right? updating an old form for a new generation and a new audience—a sort of Lin Manuel Marabi. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, wow, yeah, I never thought of it that way. I know, but I want you to think about it that way. And now like I am. A lot. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking. Where's my in the heights for the Torah <laughs> at the yeah. service? He's going. Oh. <laughs> Check it out. Hebrew's cool. I mean, I guess Matt is Yahoo. That would be it, right? Matt is Yahoo, the Jewish rapper. His whole journey with Judaism is crazy because he was super orthodox, wouldn't even shake hands with female fans because he wasn't allowed to uh, with it. And I think he's now become reform, Um, presumably because that was a really insane way to to, to interact with your fans. Yeah, well, I yeah. will say I'm not Orthodox Jewish, but I do have that policy as well. Uh, the oh, Billy Graham okay. shake rule. <laughs> the Billy Graham shake rule. <laughs> yeah, that's I right. wondered why you always just gave me thumbs up when I wanted to hug you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I would scream if you went in for like even a high five. Do. Right. Mm-hmm. No. Woo. Oh, this is fine. We're falling. <laughs> yeah, you would just start singing uh, Will Smith's Me, Myself, and I. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, man. Oh, I did. 
Oh, gracious. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're well on your way. And, and uh, yeah. is, there, is there a sort of like, is there, excuse me, my ignorance, a confirmation ceremony or like a conversion ceremony that submits It's a mikvah, so I, I'll yeah. be submerged in water, which is interesting because oh. I know when you're baptized, there's, there's some— Yeah, it's like some, a baptism. And I, one thing I do remember growing up is my friends would say to me, my, my friends that I would go to church with, et cetera, would be like, it sucks that you're not—you're going to be in limbo, that you're not going to be in heaven. Uh. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, what's that? Um, but that, because I wasn't baptized, um, they would think they thought I would go to limbo or That's whatever. So funny. And I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah, well, um, and it's— like, It sounds like a party. It's confusing <laughs> yeah, when you're like, young okay. because limbo sounds very fun. <laughs> yeah. That's, you, well, I want to go to it's limbo. It's tiki themed. Yeah. We're going to have karaoke. Exactly. It's in South Beach. Limbo is awesome. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I do remember that, that, so yeah, I have my mikvah. I had to choose my Hebrew name, which I chose. I chose the name Isla. Ooh, uh, I like that. Some Isla Fisher. That's a beautiful <laughs> name. Fellow redhead. I also, I think it means oak tree and bright shining light, which I liked. I liked wow. the roots of an oak tree and like growing with yeah. it and yeah. And yeah. So a tall, oh, close to God oak tree. Yeah, exactly. It, ha- it had to be t- a tall name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh but yeah, maybe wh- they in- yeah. What's yeah, yeah? What's the context in which that name would come up? I think like at my mikvah or if at my adult bat mitzvah, they would introduce me that way. When I read my Torah portion, I think it would be like, and now Isla. Oh my <laughs> god, <and> gentlemen, Isla. <laughs> like Ooh. like uh, Alec Baldwin. Some characters from Isla. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Isla. <laughs> and, and tell me, son. Then I sing that yeah. song. <laughs> And then I'm a Jew. Yeah, that's how it works. Tell me something, God. Doing the duet solo is a very Isla moment. <laughs> Such an Isla moment. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't gracious. wait. Please invite me. I will. Okay. You can you can watch me get submerged naked in water. That, <laughs> naked? That sounds fun. I think that's part of it. Oh, also, wow. okay. I'd be, I'd be curious on the part of our Jewish listeners, or for Greg, next time I get to talk to him, like, just because I'm obsessed with, like, what what media is the most accurate reflection or representation, not even, like, literally of, of a culture or a theology, but just kind of the vibe of what a religion is. There's so mm-hmm. many depictions of Christianity and faith, positive or negative, that I feel like yeah. don't get it or have really not reflected my own personal experience with it for good or oh, ill. Yeah. And with Judaism— One of the things I've been told by a lot of Jewish people is that one of the more profound, incisive, and accurate reflections of Jewish culture is the movie A Simple Man by the Coen brothers, which is kind of— interesting. It's kind of like the—and the Coens are obviously Jewish themselves, and, you know, the the movie is the main character, played by Michael Stuhlbarg, visiting three rabbis and hearing three different tales. So it's almost even, like, set up structurally— like, That's a very Jewish story of way exactly. of storytelling because so like the cornerstone of Judaism is being like, well, this rabbi said this, but this rabbi actually said that was bullshit and said that. So yeah, it's, that's it's very much like argue, not argue, but reason. You know, f- figure out your own relationship to blank. Um, interesting. Okay, I have to write that down because we we went on a um, Hallmark journey through Hanukkah to try and find a Hanukkah movie, which was basically just a Christian movie that says Hanukkah twice. No, they're like. <laughs> They're like, at one point, the, it was like, she only has eight days to learn the meaning of Hanukkah. I'm like, she could Google that shit in an hour and be fine. And she's like, I need to find a Jew to talk to. But John moved to Sheboygan. I'm like, there's no Jews living in your town? 
It's just wild. That reminds me, I saw this, uh, I don't even remember, it was on Twitter or something, but someone posted, <laughs> posted a photo of like TJ Maxx's like Hanukkah decor. And it was basically like very Christian decor, but just <laughs> yeah. reskinned with like blue or like a dreidel it's instead awesome. of a Christmas yeah. tree in the truck or whatever. <laughs> and I get it. Like cute. Hanukkah, I'm learning is so, you know, we have Purim coming up, which is actually like a really fun, cool, you're supposed to get so plastered that you can't tell the difference between your enemy and a saint. So, oh, um, and you're, it's supposed to be a time of giving and feasting and and like celebrating overcoming obstacles. Uh, but Hanukkah isn't really like a big holiday, but I feel like there was probably just pressure to make right. it comparable. Honestly, just for kids that didn't get to experience Christmas, I feel like. Because yeah. I'm never going to give up Christmas decorations and all that stuff. It's She's taking a stand. I have to. I love Serendipity, the movie, which is just vaguely Christmas. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, sure. But I mean, I just, I need my, I need my spruce candles and I need yeah. my garland. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. relationships are about compromise and certainly your partner is going to be able right. to meet you in the middle and watch yeah. Kate Beckinsale and John Cusack ice skating in New York. That's exactly right. You know, cool your life, Luke. now that I think about it, uh, would actually be a really amazing Jewish Hallmark Christmas movie, yeah. you know? Um, because yeah. Starting with the scene of you at the holiday uh, market in Lake Arrowhead crying over someone's baby announcement, mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. ending with your adult bat mitzvah. I think that would just be a great, great film. Okay. All right. You, you write it. Outsider, insider. It. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. It's a fly out. From Cradle to the Chair. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a wheel of life cradle there. To From cradle to dreidel. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Whoa. We have to take a break on that. Hannah, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you, Hannah. And your perspective. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. 
There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time once again for another edition of Singles Ministry. Oops. It's Singles Ministry. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> More more segments should start with people saying oops. <laughs> oops. Oops. Uh, singles ministry. This one we talk about one single song for the duration of this portion of the conversation. The song in question is Ooh Ah My Life Be Like by Grits featuring Toby Mac. And the Mac is back, oh, no slack. Goatee Records. From Goatee Records. Hannah, we were talking about Christian pop culture before we recorded. And you said you didn't know that much. You weren't exposed to that much growing up. But -hmm. you did know this song. What was your exposure to this song, My Life Be Like? I feel like my exposure to this song was anything but Christian. It was at this (laughs) dance. We'd all go to this private school. The the boys' private school would have the girls from the public schools come. Wow. And this was the song that we would all just like grind to. (laughs) We'd be like, my life be like, ooh. And then I uh-huh. and then I uh-huh. put it on my iPod and I'd play it in my Buick. I'd like blast it in my Buick. <laughs> and then I finally like started to pay attention. I heard it on a Christian um radio station and I was like, what? Wait a minute. And then I realized that it's a Christian song. It's so funny. You guys were grinding to this. Yeah. But it it was, oh yeah. So yes, grits is a sort of hip-hop operation, yes, as Caroline said, from Goatee Records, Toby Max. Their record first label. signee. Yes, their first signee. Whoa. Now, the, the band consists of uh, two gentlemen, Stacy Coffee Jones and Teron Bonafide Carter, both of whom used to be dancers for DC Talk, Decent Christian Talk. They were backup dancers, and then Toby Mac, mm-hmm. you know, made a record label and was like, do you want to take it to the next Dance level? Dance for... Song. And yes, this was a part of it. They're pretty much defunct, uh, as far as we can tell, as a band. That was my question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their last <laughs> record, I believe, was in 2017. And it was 2010. It was 2010? Okay. At least that's what I saw on Wikipedia, but... Um, yes, yeah, 2010. It's been a while. Quarantine, It's yeah. been a minute. Is yeah. It, which is okay. I mean, not even looking, how many streams do you think My Life Be Like has? Ooh. Ooh ah. I'm going to say 2 million. 2 million. Hannah, least what's your guess? Or, what's your wager? At least 9 or 10. <laughs> at least probably, 9 or 10. Probably <laughs> probably Nine 50 streams. million. Okay. 30 wow. million? Yeah. Okay. Uh so the correct answer is 250 million streams this song. Wow. Everybody Damn. grinding to this song. So I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe these gentlemen are paying rent with that money, but they can, you know, order out Postmates a few more times per month Hell with yeah. this money. Uh, I hope so. What? That's all you can get with that many streams? Listen, I mean, <laughs> the kind of Rogan situation has unlocked this whole conversation <sighs> of if Spotify an ethical company at all. Uh, right. When, yes, that many streams. I mean, Taylor started that conversation. And thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Taylor. She thank started you, Tay-Tay. so many. Joe Rose, the one that we're paying attention to. But <laughs> Wait, did you guys uh, see that thing where the guy from Gorilla said Taylor Swift doesn't even write her own songs? Uh, yeah, what was that about? So Why? That, Damon Alburn, I forget his name. Some, some guy from the Gorillas and another band said like, 
I like Billie Eilish. This is what like older guys say when they want cred and like that they don't want to be misogynist. He's like, I like Billie Eilish. She's great. But Taylor, she doesn't even write her own songs. Taylor, for, for a prominent man in media to say that about Taylor, that is you putting a gift in a box, wrapping it up beautifully, and handing it to her <laughs> on her front doorstep because she yeah. gets a full fucking press cycle out of like, oh, a actually, her of writing course, her a man would say, ha ba do 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 70 minutes after the interview was published, Damon Albert came out with, I'm sorry I said that. And I misrepresented the truth. But also, like, who the hell could be her ghostwriter? It's so specific to her, it feels like. Yes, it's so kind of autobiographical. Thing she's known for since the beginning as well, which is just a... It's just showing his ignorance, I think, if anything. Yeah, like, sure, maybe she's had some yeah. co-writers, but like it's just yeah. a known fact that she writes most of her songs. It's weird. It's very mm-hmm. odd. Because you could say, yeah, she's, you know, f- very flat vocally or, you know, sure. she has certain ideological issues. But that she doesn't yeah. write her own stuff. Is like, yeah, is like the whole thing. What a deal. weird thing to double down on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very odd. But again, this is kind of what she wants because she does derive. Right power from like kind of ignorant men speaking about her. But and she media. controls the media. So yes, this is of this course. is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is like the nice version of a conspiracy theory of like, you know, Jewish people control the media or whatever. It's like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Taylor does. Right. Taylor Swift. Does. Right. It's actually T Swift. Oh, yeah. 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 So let's and listen, weather. uh let's listen to a little bit of this immortal song. Twenty years old. Ooh ah. Uh, my life be like. Hey, we're coming to the top of the morning. Uh, listen, we got a banger for you to grind up to and then ask for God forgiveness about. Skip to verse two. The fear of never falling in love, and the tears after losing the feelings of what you thought love was, like the dirt still up under the rug. Bad characteristics covered in Christ's blood. The joy of new birth and the pain of growing up. The bliss between giving my all and giving up. The highs and lows, paths and roads I chose in the cold. I froze, trying to ease my woes in this world of sin. Close to thin the fence of the God I send. Words of help to win. He grumbling so deep, letters can never. Okay, and so on and so forth. And then Toby. Oh, Toby you're not going to play uh, Toby? Oh, yeah. Well, well, I mean, if we want it, I can play Toby. I mean, come on. What a verse. Let's see if I can hit the goalpost. And ladies and gentlemen, here oh, is he Toby Mac. Dumb, 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 yep. Yeah. 
don't need to look far Cause it's gonna find you So why, oh why do I trip and stumble And ooh, I, this commitment crumbles oh, I can't believe that I'm here again The Toby Max stuff always sounds like Lonely Island to me in retrospect. I was going to yeah, say, I was just like, like I'm amazed. This ooh, is dumb, the voice dumb, he chose to rap in, you know? You know, the kind <laughs> of thing that like, ooh, uh. Yorma Tacone does. Da, 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 da. Like the head of the dead. Oh, man. <laughs> that yeah, sort of totally. uh, cadence with it. <laughs> so, yes, upon listen to it, and probably for the majority audience of this song, there is no spiritual... Uh, association with it kind of like how hannah grew up with it yeah and, just like grinding into a boy's boner. <laughs> <laughs> and part of this and part of the reason for this is because uh this song doesn't only exist on in you know horny little middle school dances and on christian radio stations it also exists in cinema and it's through the power mm. of cinema that we hear this song. Most specifically, the power of cinema as demonstrated in Big Mama's House 2. Yeah. Which Whoa. there's a montage of Martin Lawrence cleaning up the house while listening to My Life Be Like. Whoa. And then not only that, but uh, Hannah, one of the last times I remember hanging out with you in LA was uh, partaking in this film franchise, which is... The Fast and Furious films. It is featured in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift as well. So, of course, with the right licensing, uh, a song can last for a very, very long time. That makes such sense that it's in Fast and the Furious. It sounds like the type of song. And again, I want to say I was in my Buick going to crisp 55 on the freeway, go blasting my life. Yeah, that's right. Thinking I am a rock star. (laughs) And you were, Left foot over there. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know this song was Christian either. I I was shocked that we were covering it today. I was like, I thought I heard this in... Uh, some sort of teen movie at some point. But if you read the lyrics, it's so deeply it's Christian. So like Christian. it's like I can't <laughs> yeah. believe I missed that. You know, it's kind of amazing. Like I guess you just hope nobody was actually singing along to the verses because it's really just this hook. It's the ooh ah. I mean, that's it. It's so good right. that the whole song can live off of it, and you don't really have to pay much attention to anything else. True. I- yeah, and this is not one of those songs that is a little lightly Christian flavored. And I guess there's something about it's all for him at the end. It's very God. It it firmly belongs. We're talking Bride of Christ on this yes, song. <laughs> it's firmly in the camp of I'm a piece of trash. I'm a worm without you, yeah. Father, Lord, Daddy, God. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lord, if you see me, please come my way. Leaving breadcrumbs for when I stray. Rely on sacrifice and the price you pay. Yeah. It is, it's uh, really tough. The boys were tough on themselves. Uh, yeah. And then sometimes not so tough. Uh, can can you guys tell me the significance or is there significance to feel me like a fingertip? Hannah, I was just wondering myself what <laughs> that... Racking why, your brain. Why yeah. saying that? It's just so sensual in a way that seems it unnecessary. Does feel, it feels horny. That's what I mean. There's so many yeah. conflicting things happening. It's, and it's to all echo about like it, purity. To like pure emphasis on it too. <laughs> yeah. 
fingertip, fingertip, fingertip. Listen, I think for a lot of Christian folks, the fingertips were the most erogenous, you know, parts of yourself for a long <laughs> time. We got. Wait Christians, a minute. This yes. is reminding me of Jessica Simpson's sweetest sin going, your fingertips are my fingertips. You know yeah, that yeah. one? Oh. That party oh, yeah. song oh, where yeah. she's talking about pre her first time she'll have sex when they mm-hmm. are properly married? Yeah. What? Again, this is, yeah, th- this serves a different function for the first however many years of your up. life in the Christian oh faith. <laughs> those wow. uh, those digits. Feel me like a fingertip. The joy of new birth and the pain of growing up, the bliss between giving my all and giving up, the highs giving and lows, up. paths and roads I chose, and the cold I froze trying to ease my woes. Yes, uh, Toby Mac coming in with a hard bride of Christ drop. I believe so there's intense. a bride that's stunning, and I believe in the kingdom coming. I believe if you seek the truth, you don't need to look far because it's going to find you. So again, Christianity is very easy. You just have to believe in it, and then you're fine, and you're good. Um, right. Do you so, think them it being in Fast and the Furious and in Big Mama's house, too, in the cleaning scene, do you think they felt like, well, now we're going to get our message across? <laughs> or do you think it was like, oh, it's good a huge royalties? victory. Yeah, yeah, this right. is all they want. I mean, like, I I think this is very much explicitly the the goal of many a Christian artist and band. The, the thing is with grits, I think the music itself and just on like a pure sonic level, despite the lyrics, like they did succeed. It's not it's not you know as Caroline and I have talked about the jack off version of the real thing. It feels like the real thing right. as far as the song goes. Yeah. Um, and, and listening to other songs from the same album, I was just kind of going through them today. Like they, they're a good band. It was a good hip hop duo. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they were not, uh, uh, phony in that regard, but yes, of course that is the goal of like, it's so good that people like Hannah can't tell that it's Christian, yep. that yep. it just blends in and that it is, uh, proliferated and propagated in different kinds of media in a way but, that maybe they watch Big Mama's House and there's a lyric that stays with them as they leave the right. theater. <laughs> right, like my subliminal sleep sounds that I play every night <laughs> that I yeah. hear ooh-ah enough that I'm like, maybe I'm Christian? <laughs> Things are sinking in there. Yes, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Now, and if you, I mean, Caroline, how, how did these lyrics strike you? I, I, I was listening to some of this through your ears and your perspective. And the thing mm. I thought is that you might think that these boys were being a little too hard on themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I, I feel like they're not as hard on themselves as like a full DC talk jam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're talking about falling and slipping, you know, desire to be with you. Slipping and sliding. Uh, you know, and, and it seems like they're having sort of a hard time. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like they also are acknowledging that they are allowed to continue to keep coming back you know, to their faith or their commitment or whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. And that, that God isn't like holding them it against them too much, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the the line that I related to the most myself as a Christian is uh, teary-eyed, nose running, wipe the snot on my sleeve. That's just something I have to do often, mm-hmm. year round, no matter the allergy mm-hmm. season, mm-hmm. nor the flu season I'm in. And we know yeah. like like that old writing maxim, when you are specific, <laughs> you are universal for Caroline's specific struggle <laughs> with snot and nasal cavity and passage. Yes. Uh, yeah. Straight, and, and having straight to, to my heart. That's long <laughs> enough to sort of 
Mm-hmm. Catch and capture. Yeah. As a child, I mean, my sleeves were crusty. They they needed to be washed often. So and are so- mine. <laughs> <laughs> what a visual. We all had our reasons. So that was <laughs> that was cool to see myself represented in this wow. kind of music. Yeah, and that matters. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. curious because from my very cursory research on uh, Bonafide and coffee, they seem cool. They seem pretty normal, honestly. And I'm curious mm. how much of this song uh, was inflected by Toby Mac pushing them to be a little more Christian about things. Mm-hmm. Well, but they were in a Christian dance group, right? Yeah, True. They were, they were backup dancers. Backup dancers for mm. decent Christian talk. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and to, I mean, Toby's on the verse, so he's there. He's present. And he he really pushes this song to, uh, I think, even more Christian level than the rest of the song is at. Yeah. So... I'm just wondering if he he had more influence on the lyrics than you would believe. It is funny. It's like a it's like a project, like a TV show or movie being infected with product placement. Yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. was their boss, right? Yeah. I mean, so if you're, on top of being featured. If you're doing it for the label and the label chief is saying, look, we have to talk about the bride. And you, you have to have me on your song. <laughs> yep. Whispering, feel me like a fingertip. Yeah. <laughs> feel me like a fingertip. It's like when, you, you know, HeadGum founder Amir Blumenfeld, he led us onto the network, but then he demanded to be on an episode of Good Christian Fun. That's why we've had him on so many. We've had him on so many times in our 218 <laughs> oh episodes. This one being called a co-host. Of, of, of the <laughs> podcast. Now, if you go to songmeanings.com, which is one of my favorite resources for some of these <laughs> songs to, to kind of get into, uh, what you know, how, how the people... Are feeling about them. Comments range from, OMG, this song is sweet. It makes me feel good when I'm feeling sad. It's a great song to listen to while reading your Bible. This is from Da Bomb Dog on September 2006. Nice. <laughs> oh, oh, 06. I, I, what a time. Another person commented, I heard this for the first time at Big Mama's house too, and it was infectious. <laughs> That's the only word for it. <laughs> so it worked. It Big Mama's yeah. house. It it's happen. hypnotic. It really is. Big Mama's it house is. was a ministry tool. Big Mama's house led people to the Big it's Father's a Christian house. movie. Mm-hmm. We should cover that on our show. <laughs> Big then, Mama's house sounds like an analogy to heaven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a Big Mama's yeah. house with lots and lots of rooms. A Big Mama's house with lots and lots of yeah. food. <laughs> it's very progressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also really like the uh, bon- Bonafide, Bonafide's verse. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just really like the things he brought up of like the fears you have. And I think especially as a young person of like the fear of never falling in love, of needing to grow up but not wanting to, uh, highs and lows, those kind of things. I thought that was kind of nice. I feel like that felt very relatable and real. Also me in my 20s. <laughs> yeah. And he's the one who explains why they say ooh ah this entire song as well. Wait, it's basically like the venting of things you can't even say, but you're like very deep, you can't express it, so you say ooh ah. In grumbling so deep, letters could never express, so the sound of ooh ah beneath my breath projects. Yes. Mm. And that's kind of the philosophy that animates anytime you hear Paul McCartney and a Beatles song go, Woo! That's what that is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Speaking of Kevin, uh, this song is a perfect candidate for the game. The, What's game? the game. Well, Caroline, <laughs> do you want to tell? Yeah, that's actually only for Second Service listeners so far. But do you want to bring it to Maine? 
Bring everyone um, into the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I think the, our Patreon saints got a preview of this, but the, ga- the the rules are very simple of the game. The game is to find a song that has some sort of vocalization, like an ooh or, or like an o, oh, and then to go ahead and replace that sound with uh, maybe the sound you would make d- during an intimate moment with a partner and their fingertips are on you. Yes. So this one, for example. Would go. Uh, Kevin, would you do it with me? Yep. My life be like. Yes, yeah, something like wow. that. Wow. I mean, I, I I'm newly introduced to the game, but it couldn't be a better match. I feel. Oh like. yeah, you, there's a lot you can do with it. So you know, go ahead and have fun. Yeah. Again, a I lot of the Pe- the Beatles catalog is really set up for it. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend. Yeah, that sounds and, about right. Uh, I'll never dance with another. Ooh, <laughs> I saw her stand. There you go. Which is what happened when I saw her standing there. So, no, it's terrific. It definitely works. It works. I like it. I like a, a wordless or a, a yes, a vocalization without words. It's like the grumbling. I've just never heard it put in such explicit terms before. Of like, we feel something that's beyond words, so we got to do the grumble. Do 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 dirds. So yeah, beautiful <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I mean, it takes it from something that sounds like something you would grind to. To mm, oh, this is more of a chant, Hannah. This is more of a chant for you know when you are in such a low place or a difficult place expressing yourself. That's what this song is that for. That you just have to make this sort of guttural sound. Yeah. 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 You could be dancing or not. <laughs> yeah, it's so it funny matter. to look at these lyrics now because, you know, when you kind of invent the lyrics on your own without yes. ever reading the lyrics? Like, I, I, I was like, my life be like bad characteristics covered in crushed mud. <laughs> I'm like, why, why did I think my life was bad characteristics covered in crushed mud? But I, that made sense. And it, then now I'm seeing Christ's blood. It is covered in Christ's blood, mud. which makes sense for the non-believer. Christ's blood does feel like just mere crushed mud. And isn't that interesting how like the lens is so wow. different from the believer to the non-believer? There you go. <laughs> there you mud. go. Hannah's life be like, you know what? You know what? Here's what we should do. Here's what we should do. Because Hannah, we do... Our final ratings and rankings of the song, what we do is we give it a thumbs up, which is a holy toast. We send the song to heaven. Heaven Or we give it a thumbs down, (laughs) which is sending it all the way down. Or if we're not sure, we keep that thumb on the side. And we send it to Mm. purgatory. Very fun limbo with tiki Tiki drinks. Tiki themed. A la. (laughs) The space between. (laughs) Limbo. (laughs) Come on, man. And Dave Matthews is holding the limbo. And okay, amazing. I think what we should do, Caroline, is we should go in the round and give it a holy toast, a holy roast, or a space between. But then say, my life be like, and you make the sound that represents what your life be like right now. Wow. And you, whatever that grumbling, that. whatever that thing is internally inside of you, you give it a vocalization in your own unique way. Sound good, team? That sounds good. All right. And as per usual, we will start with Caroline. Okay. I uh, have to give this a toast. This song is excellent. It's so good. Um, I'm so glad it's stuck around. I feel like I still hear this on occasion. And Toby Mac, thank you for blessing the track as always. <laughs> with the, with the, that thing you do. Um, Irreplaceable. I, I love it. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, and my life be like, okay. And Caroline is singing the <laughs> Austin Powers Austin theme, Powers. Soul Bossa Nova by Quincy Jones. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Well, thank you, Caroline. We turn it now to our guest, Hannah. I mean, you guys know where I stand with this song. I got to give it a thumbs way the hell up. Give it to heaven and, and blast it at the prom there. That's right. Um, and let everyone dance in an agreeable, appropriate way. Um, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, consensual grinding. Um, uh, my life be like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of everything. Oh, yeah. Okay, I like that one. Oh, that's, that's nice. One. It's like, there's almost like a confusion, but it's positive. Yeah, that's sort of me navigating life. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> I, I I got all of that. That's beautiful. Confused Thank you. optimism. I love go. that. That's sort of the yeah. Hannah Pilkis brand. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Holy Toes for me as well. If they put this, if they did, you know, because the Fast and Furious franchise is so good about honoring the legacy and the memory of what came before. The tribute to Paul Walker was so tasteful and touching. They've brought back old characters into the new movies. They brought Han back. If Fast 10 or the final movie in the franchise ended with this song, My Life Ugh. Be Like, and like they all, you know, rode their cars up to heaven or whatever, that would be a mm. fitting end. And that would be lovely. I would love to see it. Again, yeah. I join in Caroline's thanks and praise and celebration for Toby for kissing this track and blessing it with, you know, the strange marriage metaphors that mark the Christian life and faith. <laughs> I thank those boys, Bonafide and Coffee, for putting together an honest, truthful, but pretty bouncy and fun in a way that reminds me of a lot of 90s rap and a lot of Tribe Called Quest sort of mm. uh, vocalizations. Uh, and finally, I will say, my life be like... Uh... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh! Kevin, you need to redo it. Why? <laughs> you need to make my life be like, uh? my life be like, uh? <laughs> Scooby? Yeah. Well, or Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah, I guess Tim Allen yeah. is appropriating Scooby culture. I didn't think about that, but that's probably mm. right. Oh, and Scooby boy. is black. A lot of people do think Scooby is black. Like Scooby and Goofy is black. I've been talking Ooh. about this a lot recently for <laughs> some reason. Interesting. <laughs> it comes up. Yeah, it does come up. Sure. My life be like Goofy and Scooby are black. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, gracious. Well, people deserve more. Now, our show be like, it's time to bring it down into a more worshipful presence and space. Hannah, we're playing these relaxing pads, but don't worry. There's no subliminal message in them. There's no subliminal encouragement. There's no encouragement to speak of for this portion of the show. And on other podcasts that maybe you've guested on and appeared on, maybe they've asked you to promote yourself and tell people where they can follow you on social media and talk about your projects and things you're working on. We don't do that here on this show. We ask people to lift those things up to the Lord, to lift up their social media handles to the Lord and the projects that they're working on. And maybe something that they're enjoying in secular culture, the last great thing they watched or listened to or read. And we'll start as per usual with Caroline Ely. 
Um, I'm going to take my lift up time to lift up our, our failing merch store, a fire sale going on now, out of, going out of business. Uh, we are winding it down. I think it's going to shut down officially in uh, March. <laughs> <laughs> this is your last chance. And as a, a special incentive, because there's only like some, some maybe odd sizes left, uh, we're giving you a discount code that you can use for 40% off, baby. Hey. So uh, the code is called Ashes to Ashes, uh, sort of as a reminder that all things must die, including uh, this merch. And right. for example, on this shirt, you can get a shirt for $15. You can get a pin for $7 with that code. So go ahead and hit it up in case you have it, because uh, you won't have much longer that you can. <laughs> this is it. Caroline and I have failed <laughs> conclusively, and now you reap the benefits. Uh, oopsie. <laughs> oopsie poopsie. But listen, we got a, you know, we got a good amount of like pictures of people getting the merch and wearing it, you know, from the last sale. So it is very nice. People are being very sweet. Uh Caroline, what what do you want to lift up too? Oh, uh, let's see. Oh my god, I know what I want to lift up. Okay, so um it's a it's a clip of when Tiffany Pollard was on the show. Uh, I think it was, wait, what was the show? It was like Big Brother or Big House or whatever. One of those reality shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a scene where uh, she thinks one of the cast members has died, whose name is David, when in fact uh, the person telling her was telling her that David Bowie had died. Um, and so you just need to watch that video. Uh, if you need to find it, it's on my my Twitter, uh, or I'll send you the link, no problem. But it's truly one of the most funny things I've ever seen, and you'll really enjoy it and have a good time. Oh, oh thank gracious. you, Kevin. You found uh, it. Yes, I put it in the chat in case we want to check it out after the show. Uh, yes, watch a woman think someone's dead. Uh, yeah, Big Brother UK. That's what it was. Yes, Brother UK. <laughs> it's it's just unbelievable. I mean, Tiffany Pollard. She's she's a legend. She's the best. So, uh, wow. Of course, she does it well. R.I.P. Starman himself, David Bowie. Mm. Uh, thank you, Caroline. We turn it to Hannah. Okay, uh, you know, lift up my social media, Hannah Pilk. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. I have an hour that I'm going to take around, so I'm going to be putting up some dates for that. Oh yeah. So come, come one, come all, um, and come and, as you are, and yeah, come as you are. Something that I've been loving, a, a show I'd like to lift up. I just discovered Stathlet's Flats on HBO Max. Oh yeah, and yes, it's yes, a yes, really yes. funny show. And just makes me feel happy. So um, good, good old, good, just some good character acting in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there's one TikTok clip, which I'll find, of this little girl that hasn't been outside a ton because she's tiny. And they're trying to teach her how to wear shoes and she can't find oh, her yeah. equilibrium. <laughs> oh, and my it's gosh. it's really good. She's sort of like a teeter-totter and it's really cute. An important, an important piece of. Cinema. It's important. It's actually important. Yeah. What it Hannah's feels significant talking about. and important. Yeah, I want to yep. find this. We need to be an ally to that little girl and we little do. girls everywhere yep. who don't know how to. At the end of wear the day, shoes. I mean, isn't she just a drunk girl walking in heels? Too? <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're all struggling. We've to all walk been in shoes. there. Yeah, and and she yeah. will do a duet with herself, like you know, sixteen years from now when Many she's in college later. and getting. But drunk. a duet will be a hologram next to her. Oh, uh, and that'll <laughs> be so years. beautiful. And that'll uh, be really pretty. Uh, yes, thank you, Hannah. You can lift me up everywhere at uh, Kevin T. Porter. That includes Instagram, Letterboxd, and OnlyFans. 
OnlyFans.com slash Kevin T. Porter. And I myself am having a sale in March. I'm going to take $2 off the subscription price for the community that wow. we were building on there. I'm starting so to it's pu- going to be negative $1? Okay. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me how the math works. We are building a tribe there. Uh, united a for a common goal and a common purpose. And it's beautiful. To see Kevin's feet. Well, no, I mean, right now it's uh, it's a tease of a different sort. I don't want to give away the game, but you can uh, subscribe for yourself if you go on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Caroline and also it. seek help, guys. Can I tell <laughs> you? There's that. a there's a friend of the show who I know is a subscriber, <laughs> and they told me that they were going to start subscribing, and you'll never guess in a million years who it is. <laughs> okay. uh, but I'll tell you off mic. Um, and then uh, I'll lift up "Marry Me." The J-Lo, Owen Wilson rom-com. Whoa. Which I saw Did last... Did you watch it? I saw last night at a private rental screening at an AMC in Burbank. Not the big wow. one, but one of the little ones. Fancy. And I had the best time of my life. And the songs are good. <laughs> Marry Me is Truly an Earworm by yes. Jennifer Lopez. A movie that Ooh, they I'm shot excited. pre-COVID in 2019. Three oh. years ago, they shot this movie. And here it is. It came out. A movie which features... Uh, a few things you can look forward to a Vitamix product placement five times in the movie <laughs> they say the name Vitamix and, and Jennifer Lopez's character no. does a commercial for Vitamix she does a commercial and a <gasps> special cameo not as herself but as a makeup artist on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon Jamila Jamil is in wow. Mary Me. So something for everybody. Vitamix, Jamila, J-Lo. Kevin Catnip right there. Owen Wilson. Sarah Silverman playing a gay, uh, you know, counselor at a high school. It's great. Everyone's going to love it. Everyone loves it. Oh, great. Thank God. Uh, You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for more good Christian fun every single week. Adventures in Podacy. We're doing it. We're doing it right now. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity is Rain. Hannah! Thank you so much. Thank you, Hannah. You're all timer. On the show. An all timer. What a banger of a guest. Mm -hmm. And we bless you and we celebrate you and we love you. Love you. Bless you right back. (sighs) And there's nothing left to say except for, okay. Okay. I love you. I I love you. Thank Thank you, you, Emma. Emma. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and of course, we got to go out with, you know, like the goat. There's not a song I'd rather be listening to right now. My life be like. Gosh. All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.